turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty without me. I said, this looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty without me. Yeah, that's right, baby. No Rihanna. That's for sure. We will not have Rihanna. And I will not miss the music of Steve Cortez, although like many of you, I am extremely fond of Steve Cortez. He's a dear friend of mine. And I remember listening to shows when they would change over, and I was always uncomfortable about the fact they never really spoke about the host that uh, had moved on, sometimes for not so good reasons, and then there's times like this when it's for very good reasons. So this is one of those situations where everybody involved in the story wins, in my opinion, even those of you music fans out there, because we will not be listening to Rihanna anymore. I would like to bring on the former guest who has already missed. By the way, I've already gotten a couple of hate emails, and I didn't even start the show yet. I'm sure they're from some spinsters who really loved a well-mannered, good-looking fella who had a, a pocket square. Steve Cortez, how are you, you handsome devil? Hey, Sean, I am, I am great, and I am honored. I, I really mean this. I'm totally honored to be your first guest in your new endeavor. I wish you all the luck and success in the world. Well, I wish you all the luck and success in the world, and number one, thank you. But I mean it. I think this is such a great thing for the family at AM560, and we just came off of a weekend um, where we had a get-together. And it is, you know, I'm still astonished by the amount of people that come up to me and wish me well. And, you know, this is not something I intended on doing. This was something that I was driving home listening to Dan Prof try to explain oil. And I had to correct him because he was wrong. Um, right. You know, and then here we are where I am replacing you. And we have a lot in common and we disagree on some issues. But it's always part of that, that family feeling you have when you share those principles. I think that's what talk radio is. And that's why I know right now, as people are listening to my new show, there's a lot of people that are like, well, I love Steve Cortez. And, you know, I want them to know you've got a great opportunity that you're exploring. And I want, I want them to hear that from you. Yes. So, no, listen, I'm thrilled. And I wish I could be uh, forthcoming with all details. Uh, announcements will be coming very soon. But I have a national TV opportunity uh, people who follow me on social media probably saw I was recently down at Mar-a-Lago with President Trump. And uh, what's what I will be soon announcing all the details on is an outgrowth of those meetings. So I've got a national opportunity to pursue something that's very important to me at TV. Listen, I love doing radio, but I'm a TV guy first and foremost. So that's where I will be heading. And, uh, you know, I just really want to say two things to the audience. Number one, um, I can't tell you how much you mean to me. I've learned an enormous amount from doing the Steve Cortez show on AM 560. I hope you've learned from me as well. And then number two, though, I want to tell you that I'm going to be 
the first fan of the Sean Thompson show. I'm going to be listening. If he'll have me, I'm going to be on a lot as a guest. So I, this is a 100% amicable transition where, you know, as Sean said, I, I hope everybody wins. I know he and I are, believe we're winning. I also hope that the audience uh, will see it that way, and I, I'm confident they will. And, you know, as we, uh, as we were in the uh, roundtable, or on the roundtable uh, discussion this weekend, I thought, I thought it was a lot of fun. I particularly, my favorite part is when Sebastian Gorka had to say to, to you and I when we were arguing about specificity, hey, guys, not everybody is, a, is an investment guy. They don't want to talk about that. I right. love that stuff because we do understand that it's through those push and pull discussions based mainly in principle that you come up with solutions to fix what I think is is a terrible trajectory of the country. And yes. to, to you saying you want to come on, I want you on all the time because this way we help each other. And I think that movement, us, we need to grow as a family of principled Americans fighting for the for the direction and the principles that made this country great as it is under assault, in my opinion. Right, 100%. And by the way, that is part of the beauty of talk radio. Talk radio allows a format and allows the time necessary, right, to dig into uh, the issues that can be really complex, like we were talking about uh, when Seb Gorka sort of <laughs> sort of has corrected course on us. Do you hear uh, me yell at us? I, I tell you what, he's a big guy. I know I could bit. take him. I mean, with your help, there's no bit. chance we're going to get him. But I do love him, and I love the voice. And then my wife's yeah. in the audience. She's like, I love this guy. Everything he says is right. I'm your husband. She loves Sebastian right. Gorka. You know, it's insanity. But go ahead. Exactly. But, you know, to the, and the topic we were talking about then, which I think you and I probably are going to have a lot of occasion to talk about, uh, unfortunately, in the coming weeks and months, is the infl- are the inflationary forces, which have been unleashed in our economy. I think it's incredibly dangerous. The spike in interest rates, to me, is the least covered, most important story in America right now. There's a lot of important stories. The border absolutely blowing up. Uh, Joe Biden falling up a set of stairs. There's a lot of important things going on. Uh, yeah. But to me, the most important and the audience is going to really, uh, in this case, benefit from you having so much experience in financial markets and particularly in interest rates. And I think people might think bonds are boring and to an extent, fine, I'll concede they are. But what isn't boring is the effect that bond markets can have on your life. Uh, and right now, I would argue that that is one of the most consequential, if not the most consequential story in America and a, and a true failing already of Joe Biden only weeks into office that no one talks about. And this is the part that yeah. you were mentioning. Nobody is talking about it because of their ignorance, number one, but because they're afraid to set in motion what is inevitable. And that is the devaluing of our dollar, the massive cost of inflations and the changing of our American lifestyle. And, uh, you know, these are important topics. I've got to, you know, try to figure out because, you know, like you were a hedge fund guy, you actually went to work with sophisticated people. I'm in the pit yelling and spitting on each other. So we're going to have to see, I'm going to bring you in to clean it up from time to time the way you do. And we all knew you were going to TV. I mean, there had to be a reason you were walking around with makeup on all the time. I just finally figured it out. (laughs) And it's, That's right. And it's that. And the good news is what we learned from Joe Biden is when he does come from your guns, you just put him upstairs. He has a hard time getting up the stairs. So exactly. I think we can all be OK if we put the guns upstairs. Now, in regards to this weekend, I, th- I felt that it was so important to see uh, the, the family of AM 560 listeners and the excitement that they had for you as you were, you know, moving on to, to, to different kind of medium. And I'm wondering, are you as optimistic about the future? For instance, I see um, in this turmoil an opportunity to take people who we would have never taken, um, um, never thought would maybe save this country. And I think a big part of that 
as I listened to Sebastian Gorka, a new immigrant, as I, I heard the statistics from you of how well Trump did in minority areas. I think we have a tremendous opportunity to recapture this and make it a movement that is cleaner, that is less corrupt and produces more principled people than the Tea Party did. Do you feel the yes. same way? Totally. One hundred percent. And listen, uh, I, you know, and I believe me, I'm not Pollyanna, obviously. You know, I, I know that there are significant problems. I know Biden is making everything worse, dramatically so. So I'm, I'm near term pessimistic, uh, but I'm long term optimistic. And one of the key reasons, you know, as you mentioned, is how the America First movement is now broadening geographically, demographically, you know, all over the country. For example, uh, few people want to talk about this. Donald Trump did better in 2020 versus 2016 percentage wise in all four of the biggest cities in America, including Chicago. Now, he only gained a couple percentage points in Chicago, but still to improve over 2016 uh, is very, very significant. In L.A. County, for example, he increased by a half million votes in the most in, in the largest and perhaps most Democratic county in America. Uh, L.A. County and gained 4% on margin. Those kinds of moves are what tell me that the coalition is broadening. And this is key. It's not just the voters. That's that's so important. But also the legacy office holders who we are going to start to replace. Let me be specific. I mean, people like minority Mitch McConnell, uh, who belongs in the minority because he never had the guts uh, to stand up and stay in the majority. We're going to elect, I believe, in 2022, not just a GOP majority House and perhaps Senate, but America first Republicans, uh, people who actually take the Constitution seriously, not squishes like Paul Ryan um, or Liz Cheney or Adam Kinzinger. Um, so I think we have a great opportunity. This movement is young. I try to re- remind people of that all the time. That You know, just six years ago, Donald Trump wasn't even in politics. I wasn't in politics. Um, you know, the fact that this, we have taken as we had as much success um, and found as many victories, you know, this movement as quickly as, as we have. Um, tells me that, that we've got still a tremendous amount of momentum. But remember, put this in context, this is an incredibly young movement. And because of that, I think this movement, which will be a truly multi-ethnic, multi-racial um, America First movement, I think it will dominate politics for decades ahead. And one of the opportunities I see is that as conservatives, I think we've made a mistake. And I say conservatives, I don't even like saying that anymore. But as people, the opposition to the corrupt Marxist party called the Democrats, we've made a mistake. And we've made that mistake by playing right into their hands when it comes to to corporatism and through corruption yep. of, of government and through lobbying. I mean, it was our side, after all, that said, no, no, no. Endless money in politics is free speech. That has driven me insane. And I think when you see what Donald Trump has done, which is really captured the workforce, I would say 98% of the people who supported Donald Trump never made a political contribution in their lives. Mm-hmm. And I think the way that in which we regain that kind of that kind of euphoria of for for anybody, whether it be Donald Trump or the next hopefully there is around the corner it would be Donald Trump, a non-politician who runs, is to clean up the way in which these these bastardized political parties raise money and capture a stronghold. I say we pretend that there's two different parties. What you're, what you're articulating when you name these frauds like Kinzinger and the rest of them, they only pose as two different parties. They have the same banker. And right. I want to break the money. Like any mafia, they want mm-hmm. the money. I want to break that stream of money. I think that's where the future is in the, in the next movement of constitutionalists and people who, who embody Americanism. 
Right. And listen, I think it's starting. Now it's going to be hard work, right? I mean, when you're, when you're talking about breaking up a power structure that has dominated American society for decades and done very well for themselves, right? Uh, don't, be, don't be fooled into thinking that the permanent political class uh, and the corporatists are, are going to uh, relinquish control with any degree of ease, right? So it's going to be a hard fight, but it's a fight worth undertaking. And again, one that we have been winning and I think will continue to win because you're exactly right. There is a, a uniparty essentially in Washington, D.C. where it doesn't matter if there's a D or an R after your name. Um, you are working in favor of the Davos internationalist, globalist, corporatist interest against the interest of American workers. And, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned conservative. I, I've actually stopped using that phrase. And I don't yeah. like to because to me, it's too dirty. watered down. Yeah, yeah it's too watered down. For instance, I don't like that. You know, the Heritage Foundation says it's conservative. I don't agree with heritage on anything. OK, uh, I am a nationalist. And so that's for lack of a better term. That's the term that I'm sticking with, at least for now, because I really don't. I mean, yes, I am a conservative. It's not like it's a pejorative. Somebody calls me that. Um, but it's not the, the term I would choose for exactly the kinds of reasons that you're um, that you're elucidating r- upon right now, because there are too many. I think there, there's too much connection to big business and to the oligarchs who are increasingly uh, running American society, not just politics, even, but American society. And I don't want to be connected to those kinds of, of oligarchs. And so I much prefer personally to use the term nationalist or just America first. I love it. Do you mind? Uh, you want to stick with me through the break and uh, let the people get enough of you? Or do you want to? All right. Very good. We'll be back with Steve Cortez after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. See that, Cortez? Even my worst song is better than your good songs. Listen, I kept you around for a reason. See, you are the insider. Mar-a-Lago, the big guy, the golf, the whole nine yards. Well, you don't golf. You play tennis, right? Correct. Yeah, just once again, it explains why you shave the legs. So, the tennis, the Mar-a-Lago, the hanging out with the big shots. I want to know what's going on. As you know, I was in that January 6th. They seized my account in the morning. Never got it back on Twitter. Yesterday, I got zucked. I said something about how we all agreed about the election and yada, yada, yada. Next thing you know, off the air. I hear, Mm -hmm. I hear there may be an alternative and it may have the big guy's name on it. I mean, this is the Steve Cortez angle I got. I have you, damn it. I don't want to hear rumors. I want to get facts. (laughs) Yes. No, listen, I will tell you, and it's not just because I can't share them. I don't know the details, but I do know that, yes. Something tells me you're buying stock somewhere. I don't know. Go ahead. No, no, I don't do that. (laughs) A platform uh, is in the works now. It will be announced within months, um, and it is going to be Trump's platform. So I think that's incredibly exciting. I really don't know the details, though. I wish I did. Um, I can't share them with you uh, at this time, but look, it's, it's going to be great because again, you know, I mentioned the oligarchs in the last segment. We've got to, we've got to be very aware of this. There are oligarchs right now that are ru- ru- largely ruling American society. You know, who do I mean by that? I mean, big tech primarily, but they're not the only ones in cahoots with the corporate media, the complicit corporate media and the permanent political class in Washington, DC. I would tell you in terms of a, an example of, of the oligarchs, so I don't just talk in sloganeering, but actual evidence, uh, look at the way they were able to hide the Hunter Biden laptop from hell story and able to hide the Chinese Communist Party paying millions and millions of dollars directly to the Biden family. That story went practically uncovered. I mean, certainly not on AM 160, not in conservative outlets, but in terms of the corporate media and, and the places most people who are political get their news. Uh, that story was effectively 
just concealed. It was just hidden from view by this cooperation of these oligarchs. Uh, we cannot have that happen and have a healthy republic. I, I mean, I really believe that. And, um, and so given that reality, the fact that Trump is taking the volition here uh, to start his own platform, I think is incredibly important. I can't personally wait to be a part of it. And, um, and I hope everybody out there, you know, agrees and will quickly migrate to it once it is indeed uh, debuted. Well, so do I. I look forward to your new venture. I look forward to watching you on TV. Finally, you can get some use out of that little pocket neckerchief thing you have in your sport coat. <laughs> I think it's going to be great. And by the way, after Saturday, I did go online. I ordered you those socks so you don't have to see them, you know, but at least your feet isn't stinking up the Ferragamos. I don't know how the hell you walk around with no socks. It's preposterous. You know, I... It's a- I hate wearing socks. Um, yeah. I, I kind of joke. I have a couple pairs. I call them funeral socks because I think it's sort of poor form to show up at a funeral sockless, right? Yeah. It just looks a little too casual. So I have funeral socks uh, that I'll wear for very serious occasions. And when I meet President Trump, because he really laid into me once because I was, this was during the 2016 campaign. I was on air. Most of the time, it only shows sort of chest up, right? But this yeah. is one of those sort of full you know, body shots where you're sitting in chairs and you could see that I didn't. I had a suit on without socks. Um, and then candidate Trump, uh, just absolutely laid into me. So I have to make sure that uh, on those occasions when I'm around the boss, as we call him in the in sort of Trump circles, when I'm around the boss, I have to have socks on or else Thank I've got to be God. ready. I mean, there has to be some standards. You have no socks on. Prof has leather sneakers on. I felt like I was on a, a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode, and I'm the only guy with a job on it. So I want to say thank That's you. Right. Thank you very much. I'm glad that this is all working out for us. I wish you the best and uh, take all your music with you when you go. Thank you very much, Steve. Anything you want to say? You want to say goodbye finally? Sorry. Yes, brother. Yeah, no, just once again, thank you so much to the to the audience out there. And speaking of audience, I'm, I'm going to be your number one fan. The show is going to be great. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Steve Cortez, ladies and gentlemen. And before we go on to the commercial, I want to tell you that it, that to me is the optimism. That we don't have to agree on everything. Steve and I, one of the things we were talking about is we were having a, a discussion on trade policies, we were having a discussion on on specificity of of issues. However, it took place in a, in a room full of people who shared the principles of Americanism, who shared the ideals of capitalism, who understood that what's happening to this country is this movement where socialism looks attractive. Joe Biden looks benign. But as you see in a very short time, the ramifications of his actions aren't just $3 and 13 cents a gallon that everybody's paying if they drive around a dollar more than election day. They're in the slow creep at first. And then the very fast bankruptcy at the end of economic policies that are strategically placed to blow up in the faces of anybody who isn't bended knee. The, from the immigration stance to the green energy boondoggle to the idea of exactly what Steve said, we are now financing debt for the first time in American history. There is a policy where we are buying $130 billion a month of bonds as prices have doubled, doubled since he was sworn in. It's the first time in history. You know, a dear friend of mine has a mortgage company, David Hochberg. I'm going to do a commercial in a little while. He'll tell you right now, if he calls in the station, he will tell you right now that this is the shortest period of time that those bond rates have exploded. This is important. We'll discuss that and more after this break. 312-642-5600 if you care to be on the line. 
Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. I like it. I almost feel like I was in the Riviera with the, the, the mullet blowing in the back. All very good stuff. Tell your boy. None of that stuff that we're, we're dealing with today. Obviously, back then, when I grew up, I'm old. Truth was truth. Lies were lies. And those that told them were called liars and frauds. Today, it's a new America. There's no such thing as truth. Just the reality of the spinster, of the witch doctor, of whatever Democrat is telling you. So I always like when a Democrat is told the truth that they almost can't deny. And this, over the weekend, Martha Raddus proving that apparently TV media doesn't have a good retirement plan. She's 100 years old. She's starting to age like the Crypt Keeper. Yet she's still out there with the microphone. You almost have to give her credit. She's on the border, and she's talking to an illegal alien, migrant. I don't know what the phrase is today, but to me, we'll just go stick with the old-fashioned illegal alien. Would you have tried to do this when Donald Trump was president? Definitely not. So did you come here because Joe Biden was elected president? Basically. Basically, uh, the main thing was the violence in my country. And the second thing, uh, I think, was Joe Biden. And, you know, uh, it's like uh, letting up my hope. There you go. So I hope they ship him to the south side of Chicago because he'll go back home thinking that was just an appetizer to the entree the American ghettos have built. Because it's not too safe there right now. But when asked Alejandro Mayorkas, also known as the DHS head, the guy in charge of it all. He had a little different story to it. What I am seeing is the result and what we are seeing is the result of President Trump's dismantlement of the safe and orderly immigration processes that were built uh, over many, many years uh, by presidents of both parties. Now, you're wrong, liar. Wrong. But see, that's propaganda. He wasn't there to tell the truth, as none of these heads of these bureaucracies, also known as the foot soldiers of the tyrants, none of them are there to solve problems. They are there to propagandize. That's why the verbiage is being contorted and misused. That's why the new Democrat Party is made up of the old Soviet Marxist frauds. Just like their ideas, it's not new. The only thing that's new is the propaganda and the spin, and it's evolving to where it's keeping up with, unfortunately, the decline of society. Because even in the face of absolute and unequivocal truth, they can't tell it. They have to lie about it. But the one thing that I like is that we still have access to the former president. We still see that even when he's asked after four years of the abuse he's taken, after after four years of of every principle he had being attacked and everything that he stood for, even when he was right. See, this is the thing. I didn't like a lot of his economic policies and where I believe he was wrong. I still say he was wrong in the subsidizing of numerous industries in the economy. And we can go over that specificity later. But where he was right, he was right. He was right on the border. The fact is very, very simple. There was 90% less of these problems just three months ago. So Trump was asked about that on Fox News today. They're allowing everybody to walk through and just come in, and they're not taking anything. They have no information about the people. 
And that's the people they know about. How about the people they don't know about? All those thousands of people that are coming in with is absolutely no protection. Well, that's all right, though, because for the drug addicts out there, this is definitely I, I if I were trading still. I would definitely be short all the prices of fentanyl and heroin and marijuana because I'm sure that's what's really happening. They want you to focus on kids. So they're only telling you about kids, and it's a great distraction. Can you follow the little laser on the wall? Go ahead, like a little kitten or a little doggy. Follow that laser. Don't think about the other stuff, the real stuff, the cartel strength that's going on. The Sinaloa cartel must have been a campaign contributor to the Democrat Party, because they're loving this new policy. But we won't talk about that. We'll just talk about the kids. And by the way, they failed on that massively. I think that'll eventually happen. I think that he's way over his head. All he had to do is sit down in his chair. This This was Mayorkas. He was asked about Mayorkas. Because what Mayorkas did on Chris Wallace's show, or as I like to call him, Mike Wallace's daughter, what he did on Mike Wallace's daughter's show was absolutely and completely lie and fabricate and propagandize policy that is in real time failing. This is the most obvious real time failure of the Biden administration. Unless we want to get in the weeds and talk about the, the, the rising of, of yields. We could do that too. But this was when he was asked about Mallorca. See, and what we have to get around is the more proficient you are at deception, the higher up you go in the neo-Marxists calling themselves Democrats. I think that'll eventually happen. I think that uh, he's way over his head. Uh, All he had to do is sit down in his chair. The systems were taking care of themselves. We had great people there. A lot of those people were removed. The policies were removed. But the reality is they weren't interested in policies that were working. As Democrats have proven time and time again, the strength in their party is when policies fail. When the policies fail is when the government gains more power, more money, more strength over you. So why in the world would they want the success? When it is the failure they thrive in. All right, we're going to go to the lines. If you're on the line, stay on the line. I promise I'll get you. John and Palatine. Hey, Sean, I just want to give you a heartfelt uh, congratulations on the new show. I've been with you from day one. When we list, used to listen to that Iran Guy Institute, and uh, you'd call in years ago, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you, you, your time has come. I am. Uh, I was so happy. I, I I was on the line last night that you ended up uh, not being able to take calls near the end to make the announcement. Yeah. It was such a it was such a wonderful announcement, and I didn't get to say anything until now. It's 18 hours later. What the hell? Oh, John, thank you. It means a lot to me, and for all of you that have supported me and called. And you know, it's funny. Um, People were asking me, are you nervous? Are you nervous? And I thought to myself, no, I've been doing this my whole life. What you get with me is a little different than what you get in normal radio shows. Normal radio shows are selling you something. It's a perspective. I'm not selling you anything. I don't want you to buy. I don't want you to give your money. I want to rebuild the character of this nation because it's lost, in my opinion. It's lost. Welfare. We, that's, that, that has overtaken the principles and the pride of America. I'm not here to tell you to donate to the Republicans. Are you out of your mind? I think it's preposterous that they have lost with some sort of, 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 of angle where they continue to profit, where they continue to produce the old lady-faced Mitch McConnells, by the way, very, very wealthy, the wife from China, the shipping cartel. It's insanity to me that this is what disguises itself as conservatism. 
It's outrageous. And we know this in Illinois. Look at the Illinois Republicans. They got the elected ones, the, the Durkins. The brothers are lobbyists. They got an entire scheme going. Brady, the wife owns how many video gaming institutes? We don't have a team. There is no good side. So I'm not here to promote a party. It's not happening. I'm here to pr- promote principles. So I was at the event over the weekend, and you know, as 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 the bar was open and people started to drink, I had one listener was a wonderful guy, little potbelly guy, wonderful guy. Kept asking me, "What are you going to do that's different?" You know, you're only you were filling in before you were doing your show. I'm not going to do a damn thing that's different. If you've listened to me, I've been very clear: worship principles, not men. And never be deceived by somebody telling you they represent you. When the entire time, what is the system? What are the schemes they want to promote? Money, 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 money. Doing nothing. The politician is a chameleon. He's an illusionist. He pretends to fight for you the whole time, only raising money for himself. Mitch McConnell has his name on a thousand things that the average successful man will never have his name on. Because he's not interested in representing principles. He's interested in undermining them. And he's the good guy. What do you think the bad guys are up to? So that's what this show is going to be about. To me, the show is going to be about Americanism and principles steeped in them. It's not going to be about corporatism. It's not going to be about schemes. It's not going to be about funding liars. So that's how I feel. I'm interested to know what you think. 312-642-5600. I promise when I get back, I will take all of your calls. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. I want to let it breathe a little bit. Let them get used to the music. You know what I mean? I'm going to just step on the music. 312-642-5600. Kara Elgin. Sean, my prayers have been heard. (laughs) I said when you left to Florida, why is this man leaving? He needs to lead the charge of America first. I almost crashed my car when you were talking with Steve and him leaving. I'm like, what are they doing to us? And now with this great news, I am ready for the America First bumper stickers. Put your face on a T-shirt. I will wear it every day. We need to promote this new nationalist movement, and you're going to lead the charge. You know that, right? You know that's why you're back. It's God's will. Oh, look at that. Huh? It's never heard of it. My mom's in the back seat. Oh, She's good. 80 years old. Right, Mom? Yay! Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, I even have my own cheerleaders. Thank you very much. How wonderful. That was very nice. You know, I'm not used to compliments. I really like, um, you know, the reason that I'm here is that I, I, I have ruined so many family get-togethers and parties on my wife's side. I caused enough arguments. I told her that one day they'd pay off and then look it. So I'm not used to the fanfare. Um, Jack, Whiting, Indiana. America first, baby. Yeah, well. Hey. Yes. Congratulations, man. I've been waiting for years for you to get, the, for, for you to get your own show. Oh, thank you very much. You know, much. when one door closes, another one opens, and that's when Rush left us. Now you're going to be the new Russ Thompson. Oh, I, because yes, America I, first, baby. Well, I hope Man, so. I love thank, it. thank you, Jack. That was very nice of him. I tell you, you know, as a, as a caller, I, I know what it's like to sit on these lines. So I want to clean them up before we go uh, to the top of the hour. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, first of all, congratulations, Sean. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. 
Yeah, we were just in your town, and we were talking about getting, we got our income taxes done. Boy, who's going to be scary with this guy as our president of the United States? But the reason I was calling today is don't, ladies and gentlemen, keep your ears, your eyes open, because this stuff with the Asians uh, problem in Georgia, which is sad, regardless, and um, and all, it's a smokescreen for Biden and his failureship. Uh, i.e. the example when he was climbing up the stairs and fell three times. See, that I believe they're trying to cover this up with a smokescreen. What do you think? I like the word you used, climbing up the stairs, because it looked like it was very arduous. I like to walk up the stairs, but apparently at, when, you, when you have difficulty, you have to climb up the stairs. And, uh, you know, I think it was more evidence that Biden is weak and worthless and a facade. Biden, yeah. Biden is the perfect Trojan horse for the neo-Marxist party. See, they're going to put that old man's face. It's like, the, it's like the poster of Cocoon. You remember the movie Cocoon, where they put all the old people up there, and you thought it was a good movie right up until you bought the ticket, and you found out the movie really kind of stunk. There was aliens involved. I don't know what the hell was going on. Joe Biden is the same thing. He's the Trojan horse of the neo-Marxists. That's all he is. And uh, am I surprised by it? No, I'm not surprised by their success. See, we view what, what's happening as failure. The reality is this is their version of success. Uncle Ralphie for calling the show. What's up, kid? How are you? You're aging beautifully. Well, yeah, yeah right. You haven't seen me lately. You know what? I, I knew the first time I heard you calling in, you were going to end up exactly where you did. Oh, and I just want to say, God bless you. And go after these unicorn riding, unicorn riding. Put your riding finger on the button, will you, in there? Put your finger yeah, on the no, button. No, no, no. Don't I, swear I, in my I, first I, show, I, for God's <laughs> sakes, you lunatic. Go ahead. Listen, you're, you're the best. Keep beating them up in this America. You know what? The American people better wake up. Thank you. This uh, Equality Act and everything else, they're just taking freedom of speech away. They're going to come after our guns. This ain't going to end well for the people on the other side. Hey, Ralph, God Ralph. Bless you. Good I, luck. Thank you, so, thank you so much. I, he, you know, this, this guy was my boss, and he saved me in a joke. I told a joke, and they wanted to get me out of the job. They told him he started laughing. I, I, I love that. This is a boss who now he's like a family member, like you guys. Even when you hate me, we're all family. After all, we're the only ones that show the, share the principles of Americanism. Nobody's trying to penalize somebody else for living, for God's sakes. We'll get to that in the next hour. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America... He's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty without me. I said, this looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty. That's music, baby. Love it. Damn, that son of a gun. I'm going to let that breathe on Fridays. We're letting that go long. All right, we've had... Uh, I'm always uncomfortable when I gotta hear about yourself. And even the calls, I love them. It's, it's, it's a little uncomfortable. This was never something about me. I, I, it's not about me. It's about the principles. It's about the freedom. Most of all, it's, a, it, it's, it's about our ability to give that to our kids. We're old. I mean, I you know, speak for all of us, but I'm old. Uh, I, I took my shot. I did what I could do. It's been fantastic. 
I loved that 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 walking around knowing that I was in a country that stood for something. It stood for me as an individual. It stood for my neighbor as an individual. It stood for 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 our unalienable rights as individuals. That America's gone. So, you know, I took the uncomfortable step, and I, I'm very blessed that AM560 allowed me to do this, and let, you welcomed me in. But I, I don't want to get dragged off into me. I want to get dragged off into the principles. But before I do that, I'm going to take one of my favorite people, and uh, we got to come up. I was looking at Teresa on the, on the phone. You know, she's been with me for a long time. We're going to have to get T-shirts made, the Seanettes. Teresa, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, Sean. Thank you. Congratulations on your show. I have to tell you, I knew this would happen for you. Uh, I mean, how could it not? Thank you. Thank you know, you. it was just a matter of time, and the time arrived, and here you are. Yeah, well, thank so, you. I appreciate it. I'm an enemy of the state. You know, the funniest thing is, I got this position in talk radio, mainly because, you know, conservative talk radio is about fighting for those principles of Americanism. But when you turn up yeah. the dial and you listen to even stations that were formerly conservative, what you hear now is promotion of the state, promotion of statism, of socialism, of government control, of the 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 shutdown, of of uh, the quarantine, of taking away businesses. To me, this is the year. This is the year. To, uh, 2020 broke America. This is the year that we're going to decide, are we going to forever be slaves to the government or are we going to fight back and I, I you know this opportunity came up and i'm honored to take it because to me this is where we can fight back this is the last foothold of open speech so i'm honored to do it and Teresa, you've been with me for a long time kid and i so appreciate it so i want to thank you rather than you thanking me thank you because it's going to take you and people like you to fight for what was once a given and we took it for granted and that's american principles and liberty so thank you Teresa. i really appreciate it Thank you, Sean. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So now we're going to get on to the fight. Because the fight is something you learn when you start from nothing and you aspire to be better than you are. I'll never forget this as a young guy. Listen to me. I, I, I was my grandmother bought me if I needed shoes. My mother could only afford the one pair. My grandmother would bring the other pair. It wasn't I worked. I had a thousand jobs. It was funny. I never had a job. That, that was a corporation job. I always was one of those guys. I loaded trucks at the South Water Market. I was a bricklayer apprentice. I was a laborer. I always had to work as a kid, as young kids. Back then when we were, you know, when the country was older, we didn't get something for nothing. We had to go out and earn it. And I remember as I started to achieve things, as I started to do well in life, an older guy at the Mercantile Exchange would tell me, wait. Just wait until tax time. And I used to say, what do you mean, wait until tax time? What, what did I do? I did, the, I did everything right. I earned my own money. Nothing's underhanded. I did it the right way. I'm not a degenerate wannabe gangster. I went to work. And he'd say, wait, just wait. And this was back in the 80s. And then you'd get hit with that taxation. And you'd say, well, wait a minute. I, I've been buying and, and, and paying taxes on all these things, from paying the bills of the things that came into my house to to, to the merchandise I bought. I didn't own any property until I got married. I didn't own real estate, per se. Um, so I wasn't paying property tax. But I kept thinking, well, I'm already being taxed on all this. What do you mean? How bad could it be? How bad could it be? And then you realize it ain't good. If you're working and you're not part of the, the mafia and you're not in one of these chosen industries where you have the blessing of the mafia, it isn't good. They take percentages. And how does that work? Well, they take percentages based on 
how much you make. See, because in their mind, you earning is them letting you earn. This country has changed the definition of greedy to a man that wants to keep his own money. But the lazy son of a dog that wants to take it while he eats bonbons, plays video games, and stretches his pants out, he's the virtuous one in America today. The virtuous one is the one who wants to take the other man's money. The greedy one is the one who wants to keep his own. And that's how far we've fallen as a nation. And when Democrats run, they run openly on warfare against other people. It's called class warfare, but it's not. It's earning, it's, it, it, it's wealth accumulation that their enemy is if you don't play in their game. So the Tom Steyers of the world, the Nancy Pelosi's husbands, and the way in which they build their fortune, which is through government and corporate corruption, that's okay. That's tax-free. We know Joe Biden. See, this, this 50-year political whore is actually my favorite scumbag that could have won. Because he's been doing this for half a century. And I don't mean the bag man's son or the two moron brothers. Morons. By the way, they're worth tens of millions. Or the sister that could make a horse choke. That one, she's another one worth $50 million. And he has amassed, while being a senator, just real estate holdings that he can't hide worth nearly $20 million. He can't even hide that. But he has all these little schemes when him and Jill would go around... You know, in the bribery phase of a presidency, when we pretend that they make speeches that Wall Street pays them hundreds of thousands for, that, that, that's really not speeches. See, they probably hit a recorder. And it's not even Joe Biden speaking, because as we've learned, Joe Biden has a, has, has a real hard time speaking. Speaking is not Joe Biden's Look, forte. I'll do what he's unable to do. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. There you go. That, that, how much is that, Joe? There's half a million. Okay, don't tax me when you get in office. That's what those speeches really represent. Those are buying and bribing favoritism from the state, from the oppressive mafia. So now you're seeing a time where they're very open, and now they're telling you if somehow you have a good job and you're good at making a living, or let's say you own a restaurant or whatever the case is, you better not make over $400,000. You better not, you and your wife, well, you got a wife that works? As a couple, you make over $400,000, you're going to pay the piper. So they come out and they use my favorite four-letter word, which, by the way, is dirtier than any word George Carlin ever said. And it's the Marxist notion of fair. When a Marxist says fair, and by Marxist I mean Democrat, I don't let them hide behind that fraud like they're an American political party. These are Soviet Marxists. When they use the word fair, you better get real nervous. You better get as nervous as an honest man walking to his car in the south side of Chicago nervous. You better get nervous. And now here we have Heather Boucher. Now, this is no relation to Bobby Boucher. She was on CNBC. You all gallivant with your fancy foosball friends while I'm sitting here all day with nobody to keep me company. Not those Bouchers. These are the Marxist Bouchers. These are the ones who like the word fair. So Heather Boucher is on CNBC. CNBC business is, is really kind of fun to watch because the smart guys, the guys who are running the show, they know what they're being sold. They know it's the slow creep of time bomb policies that are meant to take over industries and bastardize capitalism into corporatism. So they know that. So I like the way, in fact, they ask questions. 
The president was very clear during the campaign that he supported a wide array of taxes focused at the top. You know, he made clear time and time again that if you make more than um, if you make more than four hundred thousand dollars a year, that's where we're going to be focused on taxes, not at folks making less than that and making. So they're bad. They're bad. The four hundred thousand dollar a year couple. They're bad. So we're going to make sure we're going to go after them. You see, and they use this as a hurdle. Now, now, now people think, you know, I, listen, it's $400,000, a lot of money. But what did they do wrong? What did they do wrong? And why does the government, why is the government entitled to that money? See, I think the mindset we've adopted is a mindset of a slave. The American people have adopted the philosophy of slaves, where we are subservient and we should only make that much. Sure, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money and you don't deserve more than that. But see, those people who make just over that, they're never going to be able to make that jump that the Democrats who play in that world of tax and government favoritism, they're never going to become Pritzkers. They're never going to become Tom Steyer's. They're never going to become wealthy because we have a system in place that guarantees slavery to the government the whole time we pretend we're against slavery. Yet if you're out there and you're working, you understand this is extortion. This isn't taxation. So let's, if we can't, we should at least adopt honest verbiage. This isn't taxation. This is extortion. Sure that the corporate side, again, is fair. Bad Everybody pays their fair share. Fair. That there aren't incentives um, to shift profits overseas. That there aren't incentives to outsource jobs. Because here's the thing. Um, our job is to make sure that the economy is focused on delivering what matters to the American people. Is that what the government's job is? Is that the government's job to make sure that the economy is delivering services to the American people? Aren't the American people supposed to do that? It's called demand, isn't it? Demand. And then all of a sudden, creative people supply what they're explaining to you is the seizure of our nation, the seizure of our economy and the absolute and total control. And by the way, Bobby Boucher's sister, also known as Heather, Heather Boucher. She's about 34. I don't know what her background is. Maybe she learned Marxism on all these colleges. But this ideological Marxist pretending to be a Democrat is letting you know right now under a Biden administration, you know, the one that they say they want, under the Biden administration, Things are about to change and they're about to change very rapidly, which is, you know, broadening and strengthening the middle class, making sure that there are good jobs available and making sure that, you know, the nation's enormous wealth and resources are focused on that goal. So if you're out there and you're a middle class, you count yourself as a middle. I don't even know what the hell that means. Middle class to me, middle class when I was growing up with somebody with two pairs of shoes. I got a lot of shoes now, so maybe I'm that upper class. I always felt like I was upper class right up until I met Steve Cortez with the polished makeup and the little hanky and the thing. I don't know what the hell I am. But if you think you're middle class and you aspire to earn money out there and you and your wife work, do you feel safer? Do you feel that you and your children behind you have a brighter future with this totalitarian dimwit demigod in diapers? Do you feel good about a Biden America? 312 642 5600. I'll be back and I'll take your calls after this. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. I shot the sheriff. But I swear it was in self-defense. Now he doesn't have to pay bond. <laughs> 312-642-5600. Now I'm talking to you about taxation. 
The hidden taxation is called inflation. You know who pays that? Everybody. See, rich guys don't care when the gas goes from $2.13 to $3.13. That's just annoying. But the inflation of Biden policies crush their constituents the hardest. So they say, right? I mean, they only have two constituents. The welfare people and the corrupt corporatist people. Those are the Democrats. That's why they win Wall Street and the ghetto. That's, that's their party. So on one hand, they promise to help. How do they help? They demonize anybody who has the audacity to aspire to be better than he is today. Anybody who has the audacity to go to work, to come up with an idea and earn it honestly. You are guaranteed to be stripped of your wealth. But if you come and play with them, right? you come on the banking side. You do that Tom Steyer green energy stuff. You do the, the flim flam. Oh, do you want to build housing in, in, in blighted areas? Oh, okay. Well, you come in. It's free. You see, this is what they love. And this is the most anti-American policy. The whole time they have an army, an army of people who are covetous in nature and just want to see everybody else stripped down to their mediocrity. And those are the people, ironically, that that $1 a gallon bump crushes. When they ask, when they demand that businesses pay more hourly minimum wage. All right, how about I don't hire you at all now? See, what they don't understand is rich people can afford to sit on their derriere and become like Pritzker. How do you think he got that way? By working? Not at all. See, they can afford to sit down in the cream puffs and the honeys. How do I look? You look great in a size 58, 16. You look beautiful in those pants. It's ridiculous. And at time after time, election cycle after election cycle, the willful idiots and the welfare recipients just go, get them, get them, go get them, tax them at 400000 This should enrage every American, regardless of your income. It should enrage you. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Bart Bridgeport. Hey, oh, man, I'm so happy today. You have made my, my week, my month. You deserve this all along. Thank Glory, you. hallelujah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, Bart. I appreciate it. I really do. Thank oh, you. man. And you know what? You need to channel one of the last good Democrats, and you give them hell, Harry. All right. Listen, I appreciate that very much. Thank you so much. <laughs> the last good Democrats, I think, were the ones that worked in Trump's administration. There were a lot of Democrats that worked in that administration. Some of them were good. I got in a, a very lively discussion about Peter Navarro w- with Steve at, over the weekend. I'd like to discuss more of that. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there are Democrats that see the light and maybe they've come over to the side to save America. I, I do think the old-fashioned liberal is where our hope is and the new immigrant. I really do. John in Portage Park, how are you? Hey, Sean. Uh, I, just, I just love you. I've talked to you before, but... Oh, I have to say that uh, I think you were snubbed at the get together in uh, Lake Geneva. No, I was up there. Uh, I know, but I think you were snubbed when they didn't think that you were like a friend, <laughs> uh, uh, a colleague, nah. like Sebastian Gorka and Steve Cortez. Jesus, Steve <laughs> Cortez. I'd much rather listen to you than Steve Cortez. John, Dude. thank you uh, so I'm much. You, but you know, Amy fun. would never snub me. Amy's got a little crush on me. She doesn't want to tell anybody though. But, John, thank you so much. I so appreciate it. Mary Ellen, Northwest Side, how are you? I always love girls with two names. Made me feel like I was living in a better neighborhood. How are you, Mary Ellen? Actually, I go to exercise in Elmwood Park, your old stamping ground. Oh, sure. I still live there. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it there. Actually, Naples, Florida. But when my wife drags me back to Illinois, it's it's Elmwood Park. But go ahead. Yeah, they take care of the seniors there. Okay. 
I just want to congratulate you. I'm so happy when I heard you last night. It was like I got a spark, and it's like I'm very happy for you, but also for us, Sean. Oh, that means a lot to me. You are the one who talks about what the communists are doing here. Yeah, and, and they're here. And, you know, it's and, funny. You say communists, but it really covers the whole gambit. They all have the common denominator of absolute force. And look at the policies we're facing right now. I've got more of these clips, and every policy that's not in the pipeline is about force. And it's all about in the name of the state, in the name of strangers. It is the same principle of communism. So, you know, Mary Ellen, that's a word that I think people are afraid to use. But, Sean, think back. When Obama went into office, what did he name his first appointees? Czars. Czars. Yeah. And when did that ever happen in our country before? I don't know. But the, nobody said much. Yeah. That used to really bother me. I used to think, what are we, Russia now? I want to check because I, I, I think, and I could be wrong, I think Bush used the term too. I really do. And I, I'm going to check into it, Mary Ellen. But listen, you know I love when you call the show. Thank you so much, Mary Ellen. I really appreciate it. The taxation is going to look virtuous. It's going to look like it is keeping people in check. And we now know 50% of our country wants that. We now know that 50% of the country is very comfortable looking at somebody who achieves and saying, take it away from them. Do you think 50% or 55%, which it is with state taxes for the, the people that you're talking about, do you think that it's okay if that goes up to 70 or 75% for a certain subgroup of people when, when you talk about fairness? Is that fair, do you believe? So I'm not going to get into specifics here today. No, why would you? The last thing you need, honey, are specifics. That's your enemy. Because what she doesn't want to tell you is there's only 20% of the people in this whole country. Only 20% are net payers. The rest are on welfare. Sorry. That offends you. It's just the way it is. Now, they might disguise it as subsidies. They might disguise it as children credits. They might disguise it as insurance bridges. It's welfare. What I want to do is get back to the verbiage that used to mean something. Because when I was a kid, and I'm proud of my mother. We were poor. But you know what we never were? Welfare babies. We were never beggars. And we were never covetous. The difference between us and them is we're not covetous. We just want our freedoms, our liberties, and our American principles. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. I want to be Take some calls. 312-642-5600. I'm going to take this call there, Mick, but not for the reasons you think. I know how you do. You know I love a cheap plug for one of the businesses, but it's not for what you think. Bob. How are you, Bob? Thanks for calling the show. Yes. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Hey, America has a new voice, and it's you. Thank you for getting on the radio for us. I appreciate it. Thank the suits. You You are the voice of the flyover country. Love it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And, uh, you know, it's not just because I'm a shareholder here that I'm glad for the decision. (laughs) It's because I finally talking to myself pays off. I normally have these conversations in my car listening to other people. So it's fun to do it where other people are forced to listen. Thank you. 
Hey, I uh, just wanted to let you know, I took the 5% pay increase and I made the jump. I left that socialist Pravda of Naperville and headed to Florida. Well, I'm going to tell you what, it's actually 30%. When you factor in between your taxation as a state and the taxation on goods you purchase. For instance, I just left Florida late last week and uh, the gas if you didn't pay for it at the pump, but paid for it like I did, like a dummy when you turned in your rent-a-car, the gas at the rent-a-car was only $2.72. If you bought it at the pump, it was like, I want to say it was two fifty-eight and two sixty-four. And right now you're paying, you know, three thirteen. That's all factored into that. So when you factor in all the taxes you are now avoiding through good management, you're, the only difference between Florida and, and Illinois is good management. And the fact of the matter is they can be better to their citizens than Illinois can afford to be. They cannot afford to be good to their citizens, so they have to destroy us. And my property taxes dropped eight grand a year. Eight grand. <laughs> and how much bigger is your house? Uh, it's the same size. Oh, that's still but great. But Naperville to Orlando, eight grand. That's awesome. I'm happy for you. And, and, and I have to say this. Isn't, you know, it's, the weather is great. And, you know, everyone thinks I do it because I look like a, a miniature George Hamilton because I'm tan and handsome. It's not really the reason that I enjoy it. What I like about it is the absolute feel of freedom and the absolute feeling like I used to have where I'm respected for my rights, not for anything else. It's a totally different vibe that that state has over Illinois. And it's tragic. It's tragic because we this was once a great state. You know that. And through, I do. through politics, it's destroyed. So It is, and it's wide open having fun down here. So yeah. I need you as a realtor because I need to find a house soon. I'll look you up. You look business, me up okay? and you come down. We, I'm, I'm a little bit south, but I'm on both coasts, but I have a favorite. I'll recommend it to you, and I appreciate that. And I could always use the lead. I'm paying tuition the way we're supposed to. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Bill, Evergreen Park. So it's been a while uh, since I've been listening to you. I caught you when you first started coming on the show with Dan and Amy calling him. I thought, all right, this guy, this guy gets it. Thank and you. I know it kind of rankled Wolf and it rankled Cross uh, and yeah. whatnot. But so first, let me say congratulations. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you very much, Bill. And the second thing I wanted to say, like you said, with the generalities with Miss. Mrs. Uh, Stalin, or whatever you were referring to about a half hour ago. Yeah, Bill, I want to. We got such a bad connection, Bill. Um, Bill, I'm going to put you on hold and we'll we'll effort back. Thank you so much. I want to get back to that, but I also want to get back to the idea of exactly how devastating the policies of the neo Marxist party is. People think it's accidental. You know, I was thinking about this when we were talking to uh, my fellow Floridian. We were, we, people think this is accidental. This is not accidental. This is to put us into a box, into a position where you are so beat up and so subservient, you can't afford to make that leap and take the hit on your house and buy a, a, a housing market that's strong. And it's not accidental. There is a benefit to that. And we're seeing it in these bills that bail out these mafia-run states like Illinois. Do you find it? You think it's a coincidence that the states that need the bailout are run by the mafia Marxists? It's not a coincidence. It's the policy they have. It's the plan they have. And for some reason, and people have all these different theories of why Joe Biden allegedly won. 
I don't have the theories other than it's the covetous nature of man. And what we've seen over the 245 years is the fact that it was abnormal for people to be free. They didn't like it. They didn't want it. And they gave it away for the idea of safety and security. I'd like to to think it's a big position in the bad Democrats. I'm not going to do that ever to you. This is about recognizing as a nation that that embraced the freedom of the individual, we were always abnormal. I just, I'm, I'm hoping this is not the end of it. I'm hoping this is not the part where we become post-Rome, even though it's starting to feel like it. All right, Bill, I hope we got you back with a better line. How are you, Bill? Much better. Thank you. Thank Listen, you. earlier, when you were talking about Miss Stalin, when she was talking in generalities about middle class and whatever, as a South Dakota transplant, I've been in a little over 20 years. I know how the city of Chicago works. Uh-huh. Now, when Mayor Daley would get in trouble, they would, they'd, you know, they say, oh, working families, working families. All these people talk about working families, and not one reporter would ever say, could you please define what a working family is so we have a little bit of context? I mean, you're using it in a context. Define for us what a working family is. Go. Yeah, well, what, what you're, you're asking me to define it, or you're asking the reporter? Because if you're waiting for a Chicago reporter to define a working family, you know what his idea of a working family, it's like the reporters that start the organizations called the Better Government Foundation, and then their daughter goes to work for the Obama White House, like Andy Shaw. And he's supposed to be our Oh, jeez. Yeah, oh, so, so the reason, you know, you know and, and thank you, by the way, for the phone call. And, and Bill, it didn't take you long to figure out how Chicago worked. Imagine how those of us feel who were born here. No, it works. Now, you have two options under this kind of system, and you have this in, in, in Marxist-run, mob-run countries where you have it in mob-run towns. You can be part of the mafia, and you can play that political game where I got a guy, and I, I promise I'll give you a, a little cash, a little sack of Joia for a promotion, and you make me one of these phony baloney jobs you got, and I pretend there's a great system and I'm working for the people. You could do that, and that's probably the smarter way to do it than the way I did it. Mine's the cleaner way. Mine's the, mine's the way where you have some dignity and some pride in yourself. See, that's the one thing money can't give you. You just have it. So when I listened to that promo for my show, I thought to myself, well, I'm not really, I'm not rich like this. And I, and, and, and I heard it again, and it said I worked for every dollar I had. That's really the truth. Rich can come and go. Money can come and go. What makes you wealthy is when you owe nothing to anybody else other than yourself. Mafia guys and these big pensions that they get and these phony jobs they get, they may look like they're really doing well, but they know at the end of the day, they're just part of the Marxist mafia. You know how many guys I know growing up in these neighborhoods that think the way we do about values and conservatism, but have prostituted their principles for a pension, have prostituted their dignity and their children's future because they wanted to feel like they were in on something. That's what needs to be broken. That's what needs to be straightened out. That's why I'm not going to come on here and tell you we got to support a certain party. The other guys are bad. No. The philosophy where we gave up our freedom for some idea of security is what the problem is. Now, everybody put on their two masks, and we'll be back after this. 312-642-5600. Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. How do you? 560, the answer. I actually love this guy. I did. Oh, he was fantastic, George Mike. A little peculiar in the bathrooms, but other than that, hell of a voice. You know what I mean? Love them. 
All right, we're going to take, uh, we're going to clean up the boards. I only got a few minutes left. It's, it's my first show. I feel like it went by in a blink of an eye, and I already want another hour. Good thing the suit's just left. David. Nice try, Sean. Thank you. David and Lancey. Hey, Sean. Uh, I try to catch you whenever you're on. Uh, I'm, I'm an AM 560 uh, connoisseur, and uh, I, I have a question for you. Um, I, I saw uh, Animal Farm when I was in sixth grade. We were forced to see it in social studies class. Uh-huh. And it changed my view on communism forever oh, that's... Um, for the positive. So but you're going to love you're going to love the sequel. Go ahead. Do you know anybody that owns a drive movie theater, like say around Oak Park or something? We can show it for the kiddies or something. No. Uh-uh. Of course, I didn't hear you. You broke up. But what was that? I don't know anybody like. Oh, all right. Go ahead. That's uh, you, I thought you were going to. All right. Very much. Thank you so much for the call. I appreciate it, Kevin and Barrington. Yeah, Sean, listen, I used to love you exchanging with Proft, um, you know, Sean from Elmwood Park, and, and Proft would get agitated at you. Oh, yeah. Arguing. It was great radio. you got to have him call in. <laughs> well, you know, you know what I've decided to do? I'm just going to have him induct me into the Radio Hall of Fame when they ask me to be in there, just so I could look <laughs> at his face. You know how you have, you have to see when I, oh, I love to aggravate him. And, you know, here's another oh, thing. Be not a more brilliant kid. Not a more brilliant kid is there. I mean, this guy. Yeah, he's, no, he's, he's brilliant. Smart. Read everything in the world. You know, if you look at him, he looks like he crawled out of a hamper. He looks like Gilligan. I can't figure it out. You'd think if he was, you know, if he could just tie it all together, maybe this son of a gun could be president one day. I keep hey, wanting him to be president. You went to Northwestern. What do you expect? Come on. Sure. And he was as popular there as he is today. Thank you so much, Kevin. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Call. Good Thank, luck to you. Thank you. It means a lot to me. Thank you. Rob in Wheaton, how are you? Hey, Sean, how are you? Splendid, splendid. Good. I, I, I didn't get a chance on Saturday night to shake your hand after I heard the news that this is your show permanently now. This is a great post for you. So. Yeah, yeah. And I think they're going to come. Oh, I appreciate it. They're going to come on with T-shirts and everything else. And I'm going to work on that other one. I think I called it the Seanettes, something little something for the ladies. Sexy as a devil, even in a high-pitched voice. That's right. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Well, 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 there you go. And, and I was in your cigar shop on Friday, although I think Tommy was taking care of things that, that you weren't in. But, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm one of the regulars. Oh, thank uh, you. I'm R.A. RA Droid on uh, Dan's show. But I, I had some information about the first use of the word czar. All right, give it to me. The lady about a half hour ago. Yeah. Um, I think it was... Not not Bush the idiot, but but Bush forty one the uh, patrician the panty waist. I knew it like was a Bush. Bill, Bill, Bill Bennett. Bill Bennett was his education czar, if I recall. Rob, I think uh, you're right, kid. I think you're right. I knew it was a Bush at the end of it. Did they got any more yeah. ideas? Do you think the Bush family has any more ideas? Boy, they had a lot of good ones. My word. Maybe tomorrow we'll do a whole expose on the Patriot Act alone and how great it was for us and how it really focused on the bad guys. It's preposterous. All right, let's clean the lines. John, Gray's Lake. How are you, John? Hello. Hi. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. Anytime. I tuned you in in today, and I just got to tell you, you're speaking every day, plain, down to the concrete, American English, just as our beloved President Trump did, and God bless you for that. Oh, John, I appreciate it, and I love the double entendre, a little slap in the kisser of one Dan Prof. Thank you very much. Kevin, Austin, Texas, how are you? Austin, I just want you to know your voice is reaching all the way down here. Congratulations from going for the pits uh, into the microphone. Kevin, congratulations. thank you so much. It means a lot to me. My first day... 
See, I, it went without me losing the FCC license. We got to start a little board like those industrial accidents so that the suits are good. Yeah, we want to make the suits very happy. I want to thank them for giving me this opportunity. I want to thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer.